This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, also the founder of Eagles Saving Nations. Wherever you're watching me throughout the United States or around the world, welcome. Also, those that are watching on social media, listening to us on our shortwave radio program or our normal radio, welcome. I have two special guests today in the studio. I have prophetic minister of the gospel, Reverend Maria Moore, and apostolic leader, Dennis Moore. Now, we're going to discuss today the situation in America as well as the world. What is God saying? What is about to happen? If you have friends and family, you might want to telephone them and say, tune into this program right now, because we're living in a dispensation or a time that we have never seen before. This is the most unusual time that America and the world has ever faced. Mario, welcome to the Warning Television program. Thank you. Dennis, welcome. Thank you, Dr. Hanson. You're welcome. Both of you have been here before. Yes. And uh, glad to have you back. Now, uh, we'll start with you. Ladies first, huh? I know, Maria, God has put some things on your heart. I know you're doing some speaking. And this program, obviously, will be different audience than those that tomorrow you're speaking in my chapel for our staff and their families. But what, right now, is your burden? What are you sharing that you feel the Lord wants you to share to the body of Christ? I've been commissioned by the Lord in 2021 to do the work of an evangelist. Okay. Now, I'm not an evangelist. Right. But we all have that assignment. He said to go and to preach the gospel in the nations. And so I'm mobilizing people and helping them learn how to enlarge their sphere of influence. And then within their sphere of influence, how to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those that are a little further away, either Christians who don't have they haven't cultivated their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. They may go to church on Sunday, but they really don't experience the person, the presence, and the power of God. And so it's just helping people learn how to come against the cultural influence that separates us from our faith in all of the rest of our life, our work, or our extended family. Yeah, well, that's so true. I know that Dennis and I have talked about what the church needs to do. And as you said, all of us, no matter what your gifting is, if you're part of the fivefold gifts of ministry from Jesus, apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor, or you're just a, I wouldn't say just, but God has called you to attend and support and do other jobs that are critical for the Lord because we all have a sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. And I can't get into the sphere of influence, let's say, those that are in the medical profession or in law enforcement or uh, some areas of business or entrepreneur. Those people have a sphere of influence that they need to use and represent Christ because they will reach them. I won't reach them unless they would come or watch our programs. But we all are called, as you said, to evangelize, to share our faith, and let's see people come into the kingdom. Dennis? Yeah, when Mari was sharing with me, you know, that we need to become more active in the harvest. Yes. And this is the word that Chuck Pierce has been sharing, that this is the time that God is getting ready to pour out His Spirit, unlike we've ever seen before. And we know we're all crying out for the Third Great Awakening. We're all crying out for the manifestation of His glory. 
but activating people who are not activated because they're maybe in a prophetic house or in a different type of a ministry, but they're not used to communicating the gospel. They're not used to sharing the word with other people. Maybe they do on a, on a, a limited scale. But what we're finding is that when people actually get activated and they actually go out and they begin to do the work of the kingdom, they get excited and they get excited about reaching people. We had a gentleman walk by. He was a science professor. I talked with him for a little bit. He had about three strokes. Doctors weren't giving him much time to live. And so I invited the team to come over. We prayed for him. He grabbed me about an hour later and said, I feel perfect. I feel wow. fine. You know, supernatural work of God in, in his life. Received the baptism of the Holy Spirit as well. And so we have people that are going out now and they're ministering at night. Some people are going out into the streets and ministering to people. Some are actually going to the homes of the strippers that are in the strip clubs and they're watching their children for them. Sounds a little crazy, I know, but it's opening the hearts of the strippers to the love of God. Exactly. And so it's these acts of kindness, these acts of, I know that's a radical act, but I'll tell you, it's touching people. And God is so in love with this creation. And if we will just pray and ask, Father, how can I release your love into your creation? God will give you supernatural ways. Well, I believe that. And I, I believe that most people don't realize how much God loves us. They don't realize how much God loves them. And sometimes they're so deceived and, mm -hmm. and thinking God does not love them. And I, I believe that deception can be broken. In fact, we will pray over that deception that is in millions of people today. Many people right now watching are under depression. Some are addicts. Some are alcoholics. Many of those don't believe God loves them, but he does. Absolutely. He died for them. And he loves them as much as he loves you or me. Mario? You know, we just testify to the things that we know to be true, that we've, we've experienced firsthand. You know, we're not the first generations of, of Christians in this world, but we have a firsthand account of the power of the Lord. And there are times when God wants to, to touch individual people in our sphere of influence. And sometimes it's strangers. Sometimes the Lord will, will, um, will give us a word of encouragement for people out of our own experience. One time when we were in Montana, they have hot springs that are mineral waters. And they're like a gravity. They're like a gravity to new age people. You know, people with crystals and, and Native Americans. It's on, on Native American land. And so I'm up there and we're at this place that's like a resort. And I'm soaking and this woman comes in, this older woman. And I asked her, you know, what, she, how she heard about this, what she was doing. And she was there. Um, and she started her conversation with me telling me that she was at a crossroad and that she was a psychic healer. And, um, and I said, well, how does that work for you? And I just engaged in conversation with her. And she had said, well, a man had told me that the, she'd had, per, uh, she'd had anemia that was not treatable. The doctors tried everything to resolve this and she was dying because her body wouldn't make red blood cells. And so, this man said, the reason why you have this issue in your body is because you've got resentment and bitterness towards your husband. You went through this bad divorce, and if you'll forgive your husband, you'll get healed. Wow. And, and so she got healed by renouncing her bitterness and her unforgiveness towards this man that had brutally hurt her in this, this divorce. 
And um, when she got done talking, and so then she, after she got healed, she decided to study this man's work for, for several years. And so she was helping people with healing through forgiveness. Sure. And even though she didn't know the Lord. And I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm a healer too. And, and I just got done teaching a seminar on uh, resilience following trauma and how trauma can capture you, but through uh, the ways of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, you can be free from this. And then I've seen many people get physically healed as they learn to talk to God honestly in faith about trauma, and, and that trauma lifts off from them, and they're, they're made whole. And so I told her, I said, but I do it with holy angels, with the Holy Spirit and the power of Jesus Christ. And I said, you know, Jesus wants to know us personally. And I said, you know, if you wanted, God will show himself to you today. Would you like to know God? Would you like to know Jesus? And she said, yes, I would. And so there we are in this hot tub and, and I lead her to the Lord. And uh, she starts crying, and um, and I ask her what's going on. She says, these are not happy tears. And I thought, oh, no. <laughs> and then and she says, but they're not sad tears. She says, they're hot, stingy tears. Evil is leaving my body. Amen. And so she was getting, she got saved, and she was getting delivered at the same time. And then she went back to her decision she said, the only other time that I felt tears like this was the night before when she was talking to her daughter about making this decision to accept Jesus as her personal Lord and Savior. So it was a divine appointment for me. And, you know, it, it's, it's walking in the ways of God and being open to his Holy Spirit because the gospel is more than just words. We've talked about this a lot. The gospel is a lot more than just words. It's demonstrations of power. No one can save anyone. I could have never uh, crafted that that conversation to lead her in that situation. It was it was the Holy Spirit, and we we met together, and the Lord was glorified. You know, you said a lot there, and uh, but one one thing that I'd like to look at again is you know the Bible says very clearly, uh, forgive, so I can forgive you. And as you're leading people into forgiveness, then God can forgive them. And if you don't forgive, uh, that is a manifestation of extreme pride. Yes. God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. So it's the, the, you know, the pride in you or the selfishness in you, the stubbornness in you gets out of the way. Then the Holy Spirit can move through you and heal you. Yes. So these things are so important. Yeah, you know, you, you said also, you know, you touched on different types of power because there is power from God, the Holy Spirit. There is power from psychics, evil spirits, mm-hmm. what we call black or white witches. And uh, Dennis, you and I have talked about it. You were in Montana, and a lot of people don't realize there's a lot of evil going on in Montana. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's a key thought here is that when you forgive, it releases you. We, yes. had, a, we had a woman in our church who was, whose father was a Satanist. Okay. And he cast her twin sister off a of devil's tower and killed her. Wow. Wow. He sacrificed her firstborn son, her own, her, actually her only son. He sacrificed her son. She pleaded for him not to do it, but yeah. he did it. Yeah. Okay, so she, she gets saved. 
uh, she comes to our ministry, and she begins to share with me uh, what she's been through. And my thinking is, her name was Linda. I said, Linda, I'm thinking this. You don't have to forgive your dad. What he's done is so horrible, you don't have to forgive him. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, yes, she does, but it's not by emotions. It's by faith. Amen. It's by a choice. And, you know, the power is not, is not going to happen because your emotions want to forgive. You may never want to forgive. Your emotions may never agree. But if you will make that step of faith, and you'll say, I'm going to forgive my father, I'm going to forgive my spouse, or I'm going to forgive this person who hurt me so deeply and so harsh. And when you do, it releases you. It breaks the curse. You know, Dennis, uh, that reminds me, and I don't want to go into the total testimony of it, but I hated a man for, for five years who had done something so horrible um, against uh, my first wife. Five years. Some countries, they would have executed him. Well, I hated him. And uh, at that time, I was in law enforcement. At that time, I was also in a large church staff as a lay pastor. And, um, but finally, if you hate long enough or worry long enough, your emotions create psychosomatic diseases, and you can have real diseases. Cancer, stroke, heart attacks, da-da-da, or clinical depression. Well, I hated so much, I was starting to lose uh, my joy, and uh, I was starting to go into depression. And I finally called out to God. And uh, I remember going into my basement and just crying out to God, I'm a hypocrite, God, forgive me, I can't forgive this man. Forgive me. He forgave me. But then he said, leave your gift at the altar and go make it right. So I asked God to forgive me, but my emotions hadn't changed. But he said, go make it right. And I knew what he wanted me to do. So I talked myself into obeying God or walking by faith. Get up, go up the stairs, turn on the key, knock on his door. He opens the door. I've hated you. Will you forgive me? It broke. And I loved him immediately like a father. Went to the church that some of you have called me pastor. I've been a hypocrite. I've asked this person to forgive me. I'm asking you. I've asked God. Now follow me as I follow Christ. And that was a start of this supernatural life I've been living since 85 because that night I had my first supernatural dream. Saw myself traveling the nations, meeting with the prime ministers, the presidents, speaking uh, to the masses. I, I saw apocalyptic events, death lines, and I saw the heart of God. And it was broken. I said, Lord, why is your heart broken? He said, because my bride is in, lo in love with the world more than me. And I said, but why, Lord? He said, because of the pastor behind the pulpit. I came out of that in such a, a burden and a dream. I was sweating. I started resigning from areas of responsibility and starting to hold revival meetings. Repent, for the kingdom of God is nigh. And I didn't know God had moved me apostolic and prophetically. But uh, the, the point is that we need the Spirit of God to move, and the Spirit of God is going to. We've talked about it. We're going to see the greatest Move of God that the world has ever seen. It's right ahead of us. And we're involved in that. And that's why, you know, eagles saving nations to wake up the bride of Christ, to get back to reality, our first love, to be filled 
what Jesus said, don't even try to represent me till you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Then continue to chase after me so the supernatural gifts can flow through you. In other words, I will continue to do my work on earth through you. But uh, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to love people, you know, you can't love people until you get out of the way because you love yourself more than them. You can't forgive people until you get out of the way. But like you said, Dennis, sometimes you've got to just, uh, you don't go by your emotions, you go by faith, which is obedience. And you take that step of faith, God forgive me, and he might tell you to go ask that person to forgive you. But then the Holy Spirit will use you. Maria? You know, the same thing is true with an inward hate. You know, there's a lot of times when people come to the Lord or even after they come to the Lord and they're still caught in sins where they won't forgive themselves. They keep looking at themselves through their natural eyes and their natural understanding and not seeing themselves um, in the righteousness of Christ. Yeah, that's good. You know, where the blood of Jesus is over all of that. I was talking to a man in Wyoming just a couple weeks ago. I was in a restaurant and we were by ourselves and he had just been... Uh, talking about the things of God to another man. And I said to him, I said, you're a spiritual man. And he says, well, I try to be. And then he started to say, we're in such dark times. We need an army to rise up. And he is a cowboy, real simple man. Uh, but he was, he was just talking about how God needs an army. And, he's, and in the same breath, he disqualified himself because he says, you know, I chew tobacco. And, um, and you know, I could just see this, this shame come down. I said, well, you believe in the blood of Jesus. Isn't that under the blood of Jesus? I said, you know, you, when, when you talk to people about coming to God, you talk to them about how the blood of Jesus washes you. See, the problem is, is we think that if we stare at the problems in our lives, the shortcomings and the sins, that somehow we're going to be able to fix them. But the only way that you conquer those things that hold us is by coming up and seeing God's ways and his opinion and then believing under righteousness, just like Abraham. I mean, he, he didn't consider his body. He hoped against hope because he put his faith in God. And that's how we overcome. That's how we come out of shame and unforgiveness of self and self-condemnation and self-loathing. Because as long as we stay in this natural thinking about ourselves, we're never going to be able to come into the power of God because our hearts condemn us. Yeah, and, and some people just think they're not perfect and nobody will ever be Amen. perfect. But yet, as we strive to serve Christ, as we ask Him to forgive us, then we forgive ourselves and accept the Word of God on face value. Mm -hmm. That God forgives us. See, our, our sin he remembers no more. And God will help us conquer whatever yes. problems that we're still dealing with. You know, there's a proverb that I love. I used to tell it to my kids when they were in high school. It says, though a righteous man stumbles seven times, which is a complete yeah, cycle. That's good. He gets back up again. And I was telling one of my boys that I said, so what's the definition of a righteous man? And he looked at me and says, Mom, they fall down a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Which means yeah. they get up again. Well, that's it. You can't get up if you don't fall down. And so, <laughs> you're right. That is, they get up. They get mm -hmm. back on the horse. Yes. They don't give up. Yes, yes. And we can't give up. Dennis? You know, recently I was speaking in a church. Some people came up to me afterwards. They wanted some counseling. And one of the ladies came up to me. She goes, you know, my daughter... Uh, loved Jesus with all of her heart. And I called her the Jesus girl. 
and she would dance before the Lord. She'd sing songs. She was just my Jesus girl. And she, she said, you know, this, it was such a delight. It was so much joy in my heart to see my daughter loving Jesus. And she said, today, she's a drug addict. Today, her life is shattered. Today, she is, she, she is uh, a broken young woman. Mm. And I looked at the mom, and I saw the, the brokenness of her heart. I saw this mom who had lost her, her Jesus girl. Yes, 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 yes. And I said, Mom, I said, everything you need for her is in the presence of the Father. And I said, you know, I can see that you're on this level where you're just fighting for your little girl. Your heart's broken. You want her healed so bad. But I said, the healing comes from the Father. The restoration comes from the Father. Amen. The provision is with the Father. And she says, you mean I've got to go up? I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta go up. Amen. And that, that should be an encouragement for so many parents that have prodigals. That have prodigals. You know, God cares about the prodigal. He cares. And his arms are always open, ready to receive. You know, we're gonna pray shortly, but also, um, Dennis, you know so much. You, you already mentioned about that one father that uh, basically killed two members of his family. Mm-hmm. I mean, such evil. Yes. There's so much evil in the States, but people think that, you know, Montana is such a conservative state, but yet there is so much evil that way with witchcraft, mm-hmm. uh, murder. Uh, just tell another short incident, and then we want to go into prayer. Well, you know, you're right. Evil is everywhere. Um, I used to work with the sheriff's department as a chaplain, and even one of the uh, sheriff deputies came to me one time and said, you know, we are trying to un- to deal with the uh, witchcraft that's in our state. We're trying to deal with the witches and the warlocks. And we had uncovered some things, uh, you know, through the... Uh, lady I was talking about earlier whose son had been sacrificed and whose twin sister was sacrificed. Uh, We were learning things from her. We were able to uncover things. But we found that uh, Wyoming, which is where we were passing at the time, was actually a place where people were being kidnapped out of other states, brought into our state, and then put on these ranches that were uh, away from civilization. You know, there wasn't, they're very isolated. And so they would be kept there until they'd be transported to another state for human sacrifice. Wow. So, so evil is, is, is very, 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 very prevalent, much more than we, most people probably realize. But the kingdom of God is greater. Amen. Mary, I want you to look into this camera, and I want you to pray for those that have given up hope, those that are in addictions, whether it's drugs, alcohol, uh, those that are in depression, uh, pray right now. Lord Jesus, I just thank you 
that there is no pit that your love isn't greater still, that there's no trouble that is greater than your goodness and your kindness, and that we are not what we do, but we are who we get to heaven not because of what we do, good or bad, but it's because we know you, Jesus, and we accept your sacrifice and your ability to do all things well in our lives. We thank you, Lord God, for your faithfulness day in and day out. And Lord, even when we fail and we stumble, Lord, that has nothing to do with our salvation or our hope. Just like Abraham and Sarah, hope against hope, they put their trust in the one who promised. And so, Lord God, I speak a word of faith to these people that they will be able to hear the word of the Lord. And the Lord says that he is greater than their sin and their failure. And even though they have fallen time and time again, he is greater still. And if they'll call out to him even now in their time of need, in their time of trouble, he'll deliver them. And so, Lord God, I ask you that the Holy Spirit would come and bring that hope against hope that they will hope one more time that they'll raise their eyes to the hills where their salvation comes from and that they will turn away from the darkness and the depression and the self-loathing and the the unholy alliance that they have made with the devil because they're just looking through their natural eyes and their carnal understanding at their problems so that they can lift their eyes and to look and to look again and behold their salvation. I believe miracles are going to happen because of this broadcast and the people that hear it. There's a power that's going out to set the captives free in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, move into your destiny. Move into your freedom. Accept that prayer and be liberated. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. 
Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.